Hello, automotive leaders. Here's a quick bonus episode for you today. Monday, many of us attended the OESA Supplier Summit. And at the end of the day, I took the opportunity to sit down with my friend and fellow podcaster, Jason Stein, to share our perspectives. This is a conversation that is unscripted, unplugged, two people who care passionately about this industry, sharing their thoughts on what we saw, what we heard, and we also interviewed many of the participants during the conference. Please enjoy. So here we are. It's the end of the OESA conference, Jason. It's the end of another conference, which feels very different, I think, this year relative to last year when people were kind of seeing each other for the first time in multiple years. And all of a sudden, you know, this this hall and the floor was filled with people and you kind of went, oh, wow, I'm seeing people again. Yeah. Like you're in you're in 3D now or 4D now. <laughs> you're no longer just on my screen. It feels really refreshing actually to be back in can we finally say it normal times? Yeah, it was it's it's been a there's a great vibe here yeah. for sure. And here we are, the two podcasters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is that all about? In our in our newest in, incarnation of who we are, right? I know, I know. But are we, you having fun yet? Oh my gosh. <laughs> but what I love about this is and for the audience, Jason and I decided that we would just have this chat yep. to talk about our reflections of the conference. Uh, consider this OESA Unplugged with Jason and Jan. This could be a new thing. <laughs> yes, it could be. Well, since we're unplugged, uh, give me your unvarnished view of, of of being back at the OESA event. I I have to. Well, I love this one. I love this one. So do I. Um, yeah. I, Josh Linkner to kick off. Fantastic. Phenomenal. I really loved when he showed the visual of the classic conductor versus the jazz musician. What do you want to be as a leader? I mean, that resonates with me, Jason, on so many levels, as you well know, right? Because that's all about, do you want to be command and control or do you want to be authentic leadership? Which one do you want to be? And that visual was so powerful. My concern is that everybody in the audience loved it and everybody went, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah, that's great. But what actions are we going to take when we leave here today? It's a good point. I, my favorite visual was Jerry Seinfeld with a uh, with a uh, teacup on his head. Yeah. Uh, you know, personally, and 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 hearing and understanding that he actually rewrites all of his jokes for the next year, so he doesn't reuse anything. Yes. A white sheet of paper, um, and I would say the 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 closing comments about the the minor league team that turned itself into the bananas, um, the Savannah Bananas. Uh, and all of the wacky stuff that that organization did in order to transform who they are and 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 what they represent. It's a good point, though. What do we take away from this and what do we put into action? Or do we just kind of get back on I-96 out here and go east or west and resume our normal activities? I saw a lot of people taking notes, Jan. I saw a lot of people very attentive in what was a, a incredibly crowded room, probably the most attendance right, you know, right out of the gate. What is the action plan? What do you take from it? What do you write down? What are the three things that you're going to think of? Or, as Josh says, what five things are you going to do to move your own life and business forward and change who you are? You got to make a list. Make a list, write it down, visualize it, and act on it. That's what I would say. Yeah, you got to start with the mindset, right? So you got to say, you know what? I'm inspired. I came away from this conference. I listened to Josh Linkner. 
I listened to what he had to say about innovation. I now have a better understanding of innovation because I think we all left that room with a better understanding of what it is. It's not coming up with the latest and greatest technology or or device. You know, it, there are small, I think Josh referred to it as micro innovations yes. in your approach. But making that, that commitment to yourself and to your team that you're going to come out of here and you're going to do things differently and maybe rally in your team tomorrow, right? The day after and say, okay, listen, we really have to do things differently because if we keep doing things the same way that we've always done them in this auto industry for the last, I don't know how many decades, we're not going to make it. No. And, you know, uh, I'll just wrap around the entire day with this. I hosted the um, EV purchasing panel this afternoon, which had a member of Zooks join uh, General Motors and Ford. We came off the stage and one of the two OEM speakers said to me, boy, was it refreshing to have somebody from Zooks on stage like that because this is who we want to be. This is why we got into the business. This is the startup mentality that we need to have. That's where we're headed. We're not there yet, primarily in both cases. You have more than 100 years of automaking history um, behind them. But this is who we really want to be. And Zooks, eight years old, was the inspiration for this individual coming off the stage. And I think it's exactly what Josh said, which was break some things, change some things, challenge yourself, come up with different ways of doing things, bust it out. And in a way, it was the perfect bookend on the day, which is to start with Josh's philosophy and then to end with a traditional OEM saying, hmm. I wish we could do more of that. We will do more of that. Yeah, and I love the way you opened that panel because you said, uh, wait a minute, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah, zooks. <laughs> and that was a perfect opening because it drew, it drew my attention to the visual. And if you look at the three individuals that were up there, one, the Zooks guy, is very relaxed in a T-shirt. That's his corporate photo, right? Yes. The other two, still buttoned up, still very GM, very very Ford. You know, there's this mold of what we think a corporate executive should look like and act like. And it's going to take a while to break it, but we need to break that mold right now. We do, and it's more than just setting up an office in Southern California or Northern California yeah. and saying, well, now here we are and here's our stamp and now we're going to have that culture too. And uh, I remember talking to some Ford executives through the years who had gone through the transition of trying to integrate with Silicon Valley. They had a very, very hard time because the lack of respect that both groups had for one another was evident and omnipresent. And I think uh, in order to get to be more like a Zooks, you've got to, as a traditional uh, automaker or a traditional supplier, you've, you've got to be willing to say, we'll be something that we're not. We're going to push ourselves to be different than, than, than what we've been. And I think that's a daring move to make. It's actually very happy to talk to that individual about, the, about making that kind of move. And um, what a great emblematic thing for this conference. Kudos to Julie Freeman and the OESA folks for bringing in Josh and for bringing in Azooks because I think it pushes the supply base to basically say, okay, we're gonna try some different things. And you and I know I mean, you have a lot more experience being inside these companies than I do. You know how difficult it is to make some of these moves. I do. I do. The one thing, Jason, that I see is still in this industry, and it maybe flies in the face of command and control, but bear with me here, right? We're all very nice to each other, you know? It's all very nicey-nicey, okay? 
And let's 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 get down just let's get down in the dirt for a second. So the OEM panel, right? All very nice. Oh, let's talk about transparency. Let's talk about strategic partnerships. We've been hearing that for decades, right? <laughs> yes, for a long time. <laughs> now, okay, love love it and fair play to Kathy Worthen. She's only been at, back at Ford for a minute for 90 days, right? This is this is no disrespect to her whatsoever. But people want to hear actions. What are you doing to change the culture at Ford Motor Company, at General Motors, at Stellantis, to really impact the supply base? What are you doing? And, and I'll give you a classic example. So we're talking about partnerships, strategic partnerships and transparency. And the, uh, you know, if there's a problem, call me. Okay, nice. We interviewed earlier today, Dan Sharkey, who is an attorney who is very active in the supply base. And we asked him the question, what are some of the issues that you're seeing? Well, it's pricing pressure, right? It's volatile releases. So the OEMs can't, on one hand, report wonderful profits and talk this wonderful glowing language. And on the other hand, turn the screw to the supply base on prices and supply chain and volatility in the releases. So somehow, the aspirational idea of where the OEMs want to be and the reality of what's actually happening has to come together. And somebody's got to get their arms around that and do something about it. Well, I'll tell you, it doesn't surprise me because uh, in the post-bankruptcy days of GM and I guess Fiat Chrysler, after they had both found religion uh, following bankruptcy and they were new companies, even labeled as such, what I heard at the retail level was that middle layer hadn't changed. Those were still the same people who were in the field as zone managers who were still squeezing car dealers. And at the top, it had changed. And at the bottom, it had changed. But right in the middle, that bureaucracy, if you will, had stayed the same. And that's probably one of the one of the biggest challenges is how do you change a culture from the middle out? You can change it from the top down, but how do you change it from the middle? And I think it requires a ton of will, effort, and uh, discipline in order to change. And look, it's it's a hundred years of history. I yeah. mean, it's just really hard. And we see this in big corporations that they fall back on what they know. They're too big to fail. Yeah. 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 I tell you, um, somebody who I met and we interviewed today, and I think you did too, was Jeremy McCool from Hevo. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yes. Is he a yeah. CEO, a startup to watch? The energy that he has, the passion and commitment. Yeah, Army the- guy, U.S. Army guy, very disciplined. When he talks, you can see that that militaristic kind of view. He's very focused. But the team he's built yes. up around him. And I love the way that, you know, he recognizes that he's a CEO, he's got vision, he's got passion, he doesn't have everything. So he's building out that team around him. He is one to watch, Jason. He is definitely one to watch. And I I think that uh, the wireless charging community, which doesn't have very many players right now, may have a very significant player in Jeremy. I was was greatly impressed, like you. Yeah, there have been some, for me, this OESA conference is very different in that I think now, those startup companies that are now maybe a decade old or kind of getting to some level of maturation are now legitimate players in this space. They're to be listened to. And you saw a lot of people around Bruce Baumgartner, the head of uh, purchasing for Zooks, mm-hmm. afterwards saying basically, you know, how do I do business with you? 
you know, and he just wants transparency and he just wants great relations and he wants to reshape and reform supplier OEM relations. He considers himself a supplier. So it's, it's really fun to see this kind of um, changeover that's occurred. Yeah. 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 But I agree with you. I think overall it was a, a great, was great conference. It was great to see you again. <laughs> and here hey. we are podcasting. Yes. Great big changes for both of us. Indeed. And you're Indeed. one end of the hall with a microphone and I'm the other end of the hall with a microphone. <laughs> as long as we don't talk over each other, we'll be fine. <laughs> I think <laughs> Number so. one rule of doing any radio show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this has been, I guess, OESA Unplugged. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jan. Thanks for sharing the microphone with me. Congratulations on all the things that you've done in your transformation. I still remember you on stage hopping around at the Leading Women Automotive News event jamming to um, Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck, yes. Yes, because that's what great leadership feels like. Yes, yeah. (laughs) You were fantastic then. You're fantastic now. Congratulations. Well, and I love seeing your your massive transformation. I mean, it takes a lot of guts to do what we did, right? We both walked away from great careers and started something completely different in this journey of entrepreneurship. And maybe the next time on Unplugged, we'll share our journeys with the audience. What do you think? That sounds great. Thank you, Jan. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Automotive Leaders Podcast. Click the listen link in the show notes to subscribe for free on your platform of choice. And don't forget to download the 21 Traits of Authentic Leadership PDF by clicking on the link below. And remember, stay true to yourself, be you, and lead with gravitas the hallmark of authentic leadership.